She's got to breastfeed and whatnot. <laughs> I'm not even gonna make the jokes. Not even gonna make the jokes I want to make. <laughs> Baby's gonna be drinking plastic. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. Which one are you guys excited for? Because I'll tell you right now, Shades is not excited for either. I might as well just build a freaking computer because $500 price tag, little too pricey, little too pricey. But you know what's not pricey? Listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud? We're on Google Play Music. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. All free to listen to. As always, I'm one of your hosts, the very sensual. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, the General Shades. Now, usually... I am joined by my hetero life mate, but since winning the Grapples to Apples championship, I guess he's too big for the show now, and Mr. Thrill decided to take some time to gallivant around town with ladies holding his new strap, but that's okay, because I'm here for you guys. I'm always here for you guys, except, you know, when I'm not here, but I'm here for you guys. We got some stuff to get into, got some firings, some spoilers, a debut, and a fatal five-way for a Impact Wrestling. Can't get into any of that unless we ring that bell. So, I don't know who... Uh, I'm not familiar with this wrestler who recently passed away. Mr. Wrestling number two, Johnny Walker, has passed away at the age of 85. There was a major pouring of affection for him on Twitter. Uh, I didn't know who he was. I was not familiar. He's way before my time. Even my historic knowledge of wrestling. I, I had no idea who this man was, but unfortunately... He did pass away at the age of 85 after, you know, 85 years of living. On to major news, in my opinion. Deanna Perazzo, we all realized that she was let go or she parted ways with NXT and the WWE. And there was some speculation about where she was going. Well, we knew she was in Impact. She signed with Impact, and now she has made her Impact debut. Confronting none other than the Knockouts champion, Jordan Grace. Puts the hand out in, in, in a show of respect. She shakes, Jordan Grace shakes Deanna's hand and gets put into the armbar. Parazzo's making a, a big splash and impact already, going after the biggest, the baddest, the top lady that is not Tessa in impact, going after that knockouts championship. Could be a good match. We just have to wait and see. 
Speaking of Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, she's going to be defending that Impact World Championship against not one, not two, not three, but four. Four competitors. Michael Elgin, Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, and Trey Miguel. All Slammiversary. Fatal 5-Way at Slammiversary. I think this is probably her biggest test as Impact World Champion. It's possible that she could be dropping the belt to... I think Michael Elgin. I'm just saying that. This is my opinion. Thrill would not be too thrilled about that. Next, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling had a conference earlier this week announcing the return of shows starting June 15th. There'll be shows hosted from June 15th to June 17th. June 22nd to the 24th, and July 1st to the 3rd, with no fans in attendance, but will be streamed on the New Japan World app if you can navigate said app. Because God knows, anytime Thrill and I are ever on the New Japan World app, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. But all those events will be aired on the New, J New Japan app, so at least we'll have, uh, you know, that back. <clears throat> Excuse me. The New Japan Cup will be held June 16th through July 3rd, and the finals will be held on July 11th. The winner will challenge my man, double champion, the champ champ, Tetsuya Naito on July 12th, and they will have one-third of the audience capacity in attendance. So this is major. There's been talks about sports having a comeback. Baseball's trying to negotiate, and and they're, they're figuring out what they're going to do with hockey, and they're doing a tournament system, and basketball, and what happens when football comes around. And wrestling has been the only – wrestling and, and the UFC – have been the only sports-esque things. I mean, UFC is, is, is mixed martial arts is a sport. Wrestling is more of an entertainment. They're the only ones that continue to host events, pre-recorded or not. So to have Japan host an event and have a third of the audience there is major. Uh, wrestling basically set the catalyst for sports and, and events going forward. We haven't had an event with fans in attendance since March, early March, I would say. So this is major. New Japan's, they're, they're breaking water. They're going to be the first wrestling company to do that. And my gosh, it's going to feel so good. And there's potential... For me and Thrill to be in MSG if everything works out to watch New Japan. But that is the non-WWE news. Let's jump right on in to some WWE news. So if you guys are listening to this, you know that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were in the finals of the IC tournament, IC championship tournament. Brie Bella, wife of Daniel Bryan. 
tweeted out, which has since been deleted, a picture of Daniel Bryan's side plates on the Intercontinental Championship, potentially spoiling the tournament finals earlier this week. People were crucifying her. Why would she do that? Uh, this match has so much build to it. Blah, 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 blah. And AJ and, and Daniel have history. You know, Daniel's the one who beat AJ for the championship. But I, I am with the majority of the IWC. Brie Bella's been in this business for more than 10 years. She should know better. Why would you, po even if it's a, a joke or, or whatever, why would you post that? We know that the match is pre-recorded. Some people aren't going to tune into SmackDown. Now, this forces Vince's hand. Does he change the results on the fly? I mean, I'm sure that they pre-recorded two different times. Uh, an AG win and a, and a Daniel Bryan win. But now which one are they going to use? Are they going to, oh, Brie Bella was right, and have Daniel Bryan win on Friday Night SmackDown? We'll get into that later. Who knows? I just think it was irresponsible of her, especially because these two men put on always a good match. So to potentially... To, to I, I know we've always said this on the podcast. It's not about... Uh, the ending, we can see the ending. And sometimes it's not about the ending. It's about the journey and how we get there. And yeah, the journey of Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles would be great. But it's kind of watered down for me because I'm like... <sighs> do I really want to watch a match where I know AJ is going to lose? I don't, especially because I'm an AJ Styles fan. Duh. So Brie Bella, I don't know, maybe because you're pregnant and you got mommy brain or whatever, but irresponsible. And I think you know better. And I, I'm sure that there was some heat for Daniel Bryan backstage. Speaking of backstage, there are talks. This is the rumor mill. It's not confirmed yet. It's probably going to happen. She may not win it, but it's probably going to happen. There's talks about Charlotte challenging for a men's world championship, a la previously mentioned Tessa Blanchard. I do not know how I feel about this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a direct rip off of Impact Wrestling. Uh, when Daniel Bryan had the whole yes movement, they felt like they needed to capitalize on that. And they had uh, Eric Young. <laughs> they had Eric Young uh, sort of have a Daniel Bryan-esque storyline to win the Impact World Championship as well. Almost like three days after DB won at WrestleMania 30. So, yeah, wrestling... You know, different companies borrow different storylines from each other, but this is so blatantly obvious. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, yeah, Charlotte has 
beaten all of the the the, the women's champions. She's beaten all the top women in on Raw, on SmackDown. She's beaten Rhea Ripley. She hasn't faced Shayna Baszler. She she technically lost to Io Shirai, but if you check our Facebook page, that's Grapples to Apples, facebook.com slash Grapples to Apples. Just saying, I have posted hard evidence. Hard, absolutely. Let me stop there. Great evidence. Charlotte still had the figure four in on Rhea Ripley when Rhea Ripley was pinned. So I'm just saying, Thrill, you're a paper champion. Sorry. So Charlotte, if she does challenge for a belt, she's got to go after the Universal Championship. Unless they want her to make history history and put the WWE Championship on her. The only problem is Drew McIntyre is currently the WWE Champion. It's on Raw. Your flagship show. You want Charlotte as your top champion? Male champion at that? I don't know. I, I I don't know. Charlotte being champion. I mean, we're all sick of Charlotte being women's champion all the time, and she beat Asuka on Monday Night Raw. It's 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 tiresome. It's boring, but it would add a different element to WWE. I mean, <clears throat> we've had. China win the Intercontinental Championship. We had uh, Jacqueline win the Cruiserweight Championship. So to have to have Charlotte win a World Championship, it it would definitely make her the greatest women's wrestling, you know, re- women's wrestler of all time. I don't know. I do not know. Let's move on to the last bit of news before we get into some raw. Paul Heyman, the advocate for the beast, Brock Lesnar, was fired as executive director of Raw, but will stay as an in-ring talent citing clashes with Vince McMahon. Now, if anybody knows anything about wrestling, it's Vince McMahon is a very, very stubborn guy. It's his way or the highway. There's if he has if he has a a, a plan or or a storyline in mind, it's very rare you're going to change his mind. I think there was uh, something that I read earlier this week. Actually, was no, I didn't. I didn't read it. I, I saw it on Dead Meat, hosted by James A. Janice on YouTube. If you guys are into kill counts, check that out. It's awesome. He's a huge wrestling fan, so he's he said something about Freddie Prince Jr. actually changed Vince McMahon's mind and had 
Jeff Hardy win the WWE Championship. So if Freddie Prince Jr. can change Vince's mind, how can Paul Heyman not? Uh, probably because Paul Heyman knows how to book. He don't know how to pay anybody. That's why ECW went under. But he knows how to book. And Vince doesn't like that. So he's fired as executive director of Raw. Bruce Pritchard, who was also doing uh, executive directing for SmackDown, is now going to be taking over both of them. <sighs> Bruce Pritchard, who came up with the dog food bit for Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Yay. And what do we have here? Do my eyes deceive me? Am I am I dreaming? Am, are we being graced with the the, the the grapples to apples champion? I'm here. What's up, bro? I am I apologize for my tardiness, but I am here. I am here. Um Shades couldn't I, I couldn't I couldn't let you down, buddy. I apologize, but I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good for you to finally show up. I mean, I know you're great. You know, you you just <laughs> champion and whatnot. You had to get all the pretty women to uh, escort you around and do what you got to do. But I'm here holding down the fort. I, you know? I apologize, my kind sir. I, that is completely my fault. It will it shan't happen again. So you missed all of the news. All of it. All of it. Oh, even the the huge news about New Japan being back. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't sell it as much as I should have, but I I got the job done. And Heyman getting canned. I just finished talking about that. Oh actually. man, yes, sir. I stink. Now that you're here, yes, sir. Because you couldn't miss a predictions episode. No, no, that's, I can't do that. It's not possible. Let's go into Raw. Mm-hmm. Andrade wins a triple threat match to become number one contender for the United States Championship. Okay. Unless you're going to give him the belt back, I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no reason to 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 give him another match. I don't care. No, but you know how either you know this how or WWE they they're spinning their wheels because they have no idea what to do next. It's either this or start grooming him to to move into the main event scene. Yeah, that's it, that that's it. Just either groom him to be in the main event scene, or um, I don't know. I you just groom him to be in the main event scene. He has a good mouthpiece with Zelina. He his in ring work is you know it writes itself. Why not? But, We're talking about a former IWGP Intercontinental Champion here. Yeah, former NXT Champion. You and I have have said this from the beginning NXT with champion. with uh, Andrade though. We've said this since like before he even got called up. That he has all the tools, especially with Zelina as his mouthpiece. But I mean, you know how Vince is. He wouldn't. He would never put. I don't think he would ever put the the, the belt 
any of the top belts on Andrade solely because of his language abilities. Well, they're talking about putting it on his fiance. Yeah, that's nothing to do with. I mean, they want to put a a major, a major men's championship on Charlotte because Vince is like he's in love with Charlotte. So why not? Right? They get married, and and Andrade is the Universal Champion. Charlotte's the WWE Champion. Oh my God, sick! And then they consummate their marriage. Uh, uh, with the belt on and make a make a championship baby because there's Charlotte Charlotte's talking about having children soon. That's the best news I've ever heard in a so, long time because then I mean she's off TV for nine months. Yeah, <laughs> no, not even longer than that because you know at least at least nine months. Yeah, she's got to breastfeed and whatnot. <laughs> I'm not even gonna make the jokes. Not even gonna make the jokes I want to make. <laughs> Baby's gonna be drinking plastic. <laughs> <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> so the last thing of on Raw that I actually want to talk about is the Viking Raiders, oh, and I'm not gonna call them Viking Raiders anymore. Okay, they were warm. The artists formerly known as War Machine. <laughs> okay. Man, have they fallen. This, yeah. they, they they were in NXT. Well, they were in the Indies and, and New Japan, ROH, and they were killing Do you it. remember killing their it. stock before they joined WWE? Man. If... If you bought stock when it was that high, and you see how the stock is crashed now, bro, you, you you'll you'll jump off a bridge. The work they were doing in New Japan, in Ring of Honor, and uh, you name it, anywhere they went was just oh man, the work they were doing was unreal. They were a more agile LOD. Yeah. They were putting on bangers after banger after banger. Basically, <laughs> pillaging all wrestling promotions, decimating tag teams. Mm-hmm. And now they're in comedy acts with the Street Profits. They were bowling last week. <sighs> they lost to MVP and Bobby Lashley this week. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. A makeshift team of MVP who's he's 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 gotta be pushing like eight hundred oh. years old, right? He's in his forties. Well, eight hundred forty, same thing. And Bobby Lashley who just finished in a like a a marriage cheating thing <laughs> they lost to MVP and Bobby Lashley how and and this is why FTR left mm-hmm. the WWE mm-hmm. it's exactly because, because of stuff they like don't this they don't respect yeah. they have no respect they don't for care the they don't respect they don't 
yeah, they have none. Absolutely zero. Not a, not one iota. <laughs> nice of respect for tag teams. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely horrible, and it's disheartening because tag teams. I mean, look look at all the top guys that came out of tag teams. Shawn Michaels with the Rockers, Bret Hart in the Hart Foundation, Stone Cold with the Beverly Hill, uh, you know, the Hollywood Blondes. I was going to call them Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) (laughs) That was a show. Steve Austin with the Hollywood Blondes. Brian Pillman was, he was a mid-card guy, but, you know, he was a psychopath. Um, (laughs) Tag teams help bolster the roster. See, but I think that's I guys- think that's the problem is that you have because we have history of tag teams serving as a launching pad for bigger mainstream single stars. I think Vince would rather just do that. All right, give me a tag team. Let's look for uh, for who's coming out of it. And as soon as we think we got it, get rid of the tag team. Cut them. Gut them. Get rid of them. But that's that's. That's not how it works. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes you're fortunate enough that one of your tag guys happens to have all the tools to be a tremendous superstar on their own. But there's only one Shawn Michaels, you know. There's only like one Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not going to happen with every tag team. And because of that, how about you focus on tag teams as what they are. Let them be what they are. And if something comes down the line and you end up with an edge coming out of Edge and Christian, cool. Congratulations. It worked. But if not, at least you get the Dudley boys. At least you get, you know, um, I don't know, inter-tag team here. Too cool. Too, oh, I miss too cool. I was actually uh, listening to their uh, intro music this morning when I woke up because it was in my head. Oh. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> My bad. I digress. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. War Machine, Viking Raiders, the Viking Express, the Midnight Express, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> they're done. <sighs> like, I don't think they'll be able to recover. Um, what, the, what the hell is their names? Uh, the Albanian and the Big Smoan guy that was uh, with Seth Rollins. AOP? Yeah, them. Um, they were not necessarily a comedy act, but they weren't taken seriously when they were with Drake Maverick well, all that much. Well, they were manager to, uh, pee themselves. Yeah, but they recovered once they sided them. You know, sided with with Seth Rollins. Right. So, oh wow, this could be a you know a, a, a tag team that's you know. A powerhouse, yeah. And then Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins win the tag titles because reasons, <laughs> right? But I'm just saying, like, it, it, that's it for for War Machine. You think so? You, th- you think it's unrecoverable? <sighs> Currently, like, they're 2020 is a wash for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're on TV, but at what cost? You know, like you're hurting your own stock now. You're hurting your own. Uh, just being on TV, 
doing like a bowling tournament. But let me ask you, because if you're if you're a tag team in the world of professional wrestling, especially right now, would you rather? And it's a legitimate question. Would you rather not be on TV and possibly forgotten and lose your spot, or would you rather be doing something like this? If I no, if I was as good as War Machine. Mm-hmm. I'd stay off TV. Really? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Okay. I'm legitimate. I mean, you know, this is, I think that's part of the problem with stuff like this. And I think these wrestlers have to think, they have to go, shoot, do I want to risk falling out of favor with A, the company, and B, the fans? Or do I just suck it up and do this and I stay in the mainstream? What, what, what fans? No one's watching Raw right now. Their, their numbers are plummeting. <laughs> I'm asking. A, I'm asking a legitimate question here. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like I'm serious. Like <laughs> what fans? There are still people watching. There are people who are watching. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> not many. Maybe not nearly as many as they wish they were watching. But people are. There are people. There are people are watching. So okay. If you're in War Machine shoes, I understand. You need that paycheck. Mm-hmm. If you're not on TV, you're not getting paid. Sure. But you you've spent this years building up your brand yeah. to have a bowling tournament against the street profits. It's fair. They they can't use that brand anyway. They, they no, but I'm what I'm saying is we know who they yeah, are. No, I, understand. They by, I understand what you're saying, dude. You're, you're on, like, I'm totally with you. Like I get it. You're a hundred percent right. It, they're, they spent so much time building who they are as war machine. And, and, and I kind of make light of this or I'm trying to make light of this because I'm just as frustrated, if not more frustrated about this whole situation. Like, yeah. Didn't we see them against um British strong style? And uh, an undisputed era was didn't we see a triple threat match with the, with those three teams live or just in general? Was, yeah, at live at um, I was it Takeover Brooklyn Four maybe. Mm. Anyway, I... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up while I'm talking. But um, if that's the case, like I mean, we've seen them put on insane matches. We've seen what these guys can do. And, like, they're only given, like, a glimmer of that opportunity in what they're currently doing. And then now they're more, just like you said, they're a hokey comedy act rather than an actual professional tag team wrestling match. And it's just heartbreaking. And the match that I think you're talking about was... Undisputed Era versus uh, Mustache Mountain. Never mind. Yeah, it was Alistair Black and Ricochet versus War Machine. I could have sworn those three were in a tag. I was, I'm 100% sure in my head. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's in my head. I could have sworn I've seen War Machine versus uh, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era somewhere. Maybe not in WWE, but I could have sworn I saw them somewhere. I uh, for sure have seen, we've seen uh, UE versus the Viking Raiders. Yeah, so. yeah. But that's beside the point. Frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. 
since you're playing catch up, is there anything on the Wednesday night wars that you'd like to talk about? Did you talk about the absurdity that is what they did to the to the cruiserweights division on NXT? Uh, no, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to do that now? Because there's, there's, there's a rant involved here, or do you want to move on? Go for it. Go for it. Anyone who has watched our show knows that I I, I wouldn't say I'm a purist. But there are certain styles of wrestling that I think are, are they should be held for what they are. And one of those is lucha wrestling. It is a very traditional, long-standing form of professional wrestling. And time and time again, WWE has shown that not only do they not care about the tradition of lucha, but they flat out disrespect it on a regular basis. Shades, how many masked superstars have we seen come into WWE and keep their lucha persona their entire career? I think the only one is Rey Mysterio. Exactly. Rey Sincara, who we all know how that worked out. But he was but the, but he was changed. Like they they changed the person that was under the uh the mask. Yes, 100%. But he got to at least keep his mask for his whole career. Two different guys, but okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then currently Lucha House Party. Other than that, anytime we've seen someone come in who either used to wear a, a mask as a luchador before or currently did as a wrestler for WWE, it's like two seconds later they're unmasked or there's some part of some unmasking um, angle and it's never treated with any sort of respect or with the amount of, of, of pop and circumstance that that should be. And I understand that in the American wrestling scene, we don't understand or value, you know, what it means the same way that, that, you know, lucha culture does, and I get that. But you can establish that. You can hammer that home. You know, when it finally does happen, it should be a monumentous thing, and it should be, oh my god, this this is unbelievable, this is sacred in the lucha culture, this doesn't happen, blah, 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 blah. No, instead, every other week we get Remy Stadio get his mask pulled off, and now, the, the most recent... Um, situation that I'm talking about that I'm complaining about is with the new cruiserweight champion Elijo de Fantasma who came in as a wrestler with a mask on as a luchador he became the cruiserweight champion by winning that tournament he has a promo this week with Drake Maverick and Drake Maverick's like you deserve to be the champion blah 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 and leading up to the last few weeks there have been these like kidnappings made by two luchadores so this week two luchadores come to the ring they surround drake maverick and indio de fantasma and then what is supposed to you're supposed to think is a two-on-two battle ends up becoming a three-one three-on-one jumping fantasma takes off his mask of course because who cares what is a mask even anymore 
And the other two who take off their mask, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. The other two wrestlers who were kidnapped before. So how do you kidnap yourself? I don't know. And now Elion de Fantasma is called Santos Escobar. What? The cartel. I mean, forgetting the logistical nonsense of how does a wrestler kidnap themselves? And if Raul Mendoza was kidnapped by two guys, but he's one of the two guys, who's the third guy that kidnapped him? I don't know. They can stage they can stage their own kidnapping. So who's the third guy? They can hire just paid hired hitmen and and stage your own kidnapping. Whatever. So aside from that logistical farsity, is again, why why do we have to unmask a luchador coming in just so we can take him seriously, and then you give him a name Santos Escobar? I mean, I think come I on, think Vince, Vince just finished up like watching Narcos, and he's just like. Who's this fat Colombian? Guy? <laughs> the Pablo boy. Yeah, you know what? Let's do something with that. I mean, I just oh man, That's how Santos Escobar is born. Just, it's so frustrating, and you know, I know, I know, Latino is not Mexican. Mexican is not Latino. It's not you know, it's not one of the same, but it is. But it's not. It's a square rectangle kind of thing, but. As a Latino, it's so frustrating that WWE does not care about lucha tradition. We don't have much in terms of Latinos in wrestling. All we really have is the Mexican lucha scene that we call our own. We have the Puerto Rican wrestling scene, but that doesn't really have like a strong identity. You know what I mean? Like, if I if I'm like, "Hey, Shades, do you know what Japanese professional Japanese wrestling is?" There's a distinct style in your mind, right? Yeah, st- Japanese strong style. Right. If I'm like, oh, you know, American style professional wrestling, there's a particular style in your head, right? Sports entertainment. If I say, you know, Mexican lucha, there's a specific style in your mind, right? You said it yourself just now, lucha. Exactly, right. So, and the style associated to it, that's all we got, you know? Even the United Kingdom, if I'm like, hey, United Kingdom wrestling, UK wrestling, European wrestling, there's a style of British strong style. There's a style of or, or you know, and if not strong style, then it's like you know UK super technical isolation submission kind of stuff. Yeah. In terms of an entire culture, Latinos and it comes to professional wrestling, all we have is Mexican strong style. I mean, Mexican uh, lucha style. And I mean, there's rest. There's a pretty. Big company in in Puerto Rico by uh, the Colognes that they've been around for decades. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is that there's no identity to Puerto Rican wrestling. There's a long history yeah, of Puerto Rican Scott wrestling. Bruce and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Damn, that got awkward quick, huh? but i understand what you're saying it's just it's so Um, frustrating we we, we, yeah we've always said that the mask is sacred you don't lose your mask unless you're you're leaving the company or you're just completely you're not putting that mask back on only people that i really you know follow that have put their mask back on is Rey mysterio Mm -hmm. he lost his mask in wcw 
in a nothing feud against Kep Nash and Scott Hall, excuse me. <clears throat> when he came to WWE, he put the mask back on. Hasn't taken the mask off. He's had the mask ripped off, but he covers his face immediately. I I I I don't know why they did this. I guess to make the cruiserweights feel more important because I don't think that an American crowd will fully back a Mexican champion with a mask on. But we've seen with Rey Mysterio that it can work. Yeah, but we're talking about two different eras here. We're not talking about when we grew up. When we grew up, it wasn't sports entertainment. It was wrestling. This is professional wrestling. Yeah, but Ray so still got... sells with kids. His mask is still one of their higher grossing merch items. Because the kids' parents are our age or, or the suburban brother's age. And they're like, yo, I watched this guy when I was your age and I loved him. He he can flip. He can do this. He can do that, and all the oh, yeah, put a mask on. That'll look cool too. And then like, they're sold on it. Yeah. No one knows who Santos Escobar is. They're trying something, or maybe um, he was just like, you know what? I'm not trying to disrespect the mask while wrestling for WWE. Let's get rid of Let's it just now. Take it off. Yeah. yeah. Let's just take it off now. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just as unhappy with the wrestlers who agree to do this as I am with WWE. Man, you know what? Not just as unhappy because I do understand, especially someone like Hijo de Fantasma, you're getting that payday from WWE and you have to decide, you know, oh, man, like, is a mask really like what like you said? And like you said, at some point, they're going to do something stupid and write it off anyway. Should I just bite the bullet, get rid of it now, and make that money, or, you know, wait for the inevitable? And uh, so it, it's a tale of two halves. Do I stick to my roots and keep my mask on, and then somewhere down the line, somewhere in in bookings, like you know what, let's disrespect the mask real quick. Yeah. Then you can't go back on it. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, take off your mask. We'll give you some money and you can repackage yourself. Right. He's like, you know what? This is WWE. Mm, let's do it. You know, screw it. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, as soon as I saw it on, on Wednesday night, I was like, man, I, I can't. Hey, first of all, this is not NXT style storytelling. Oh no! This is this has Vince all over it, all over it. It's crazy. You've said it. Uh, you probably said this three months ago or something like that. Where it was like NXT is slowly morphing into Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's not NXT anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the takeover that just passed it in your house, mm-hmm. it was it was so average mm-hmm. that it didn't feel like a takeover mm-hmm. and. According to everyone that's not you or I, they loved this takeover. Yeah, I saw a lot of, oh, it was so good. It was such a good, so good. But while we were watching it live, a lot of people that were commenting and tweeting live 
were on our side of the coin. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. NXT is not what it used to be. It's, in my opinion, it's falling and it's falling hard. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about for NXT is Adam Cole, baby, at a drag race now by your house, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually trying to record in the back area since I've cleaned it up, right. and I was doing some tests before you know I went live. Yeah, you got that train station though. I, I have the Mexican American family three houses down blasting music. <laughs> the train, it it feels like I'm on the train. That F train, the train goes yeah, by. man. Especially at night, that F train by your house sounds. Woo! Ooh, that thing is in so your like, ear, bro. Yeah, so it's like if I wanted to record outside, do a live outside <laughs> episode, all you hear is okay. Oh, that guy finally made his way to my house. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's great. And that's how you close. Will the thrill and shades live next to each other? In terms of guys speeding down the street, we're about thirty seconds away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's slow for shades time of driving, but oh you know God. we all can't be me. Right? I listen. I'm, I still have injuries and nightmares about some of the way that you drive sometimes. <sighs> so there is another person who's going to be having nightmares, as I stated earlier. Adam Cole, baby. Baby. TikTok. TikTok. Time's running out on his NXT championship reign. You think so? I don't know. They're booking Karrion Cross. He beat Tommaso Ciampa in six minutes. Yeah, you're right. This is how I see this playing out at least the first match disqualification adam cole escapes with the championship so that way carrying cross still wins but he he he's chasing adam cole still and he's being you know a heel the, the only problem is cross isn't a face mm-hmm. so it doesn't really work it's like come, overcoming the odds of undisputed error and whatnot. So I don't know how they're going to – if they put the belt on Cross this early, mm. it may backfire because Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby. True. This is not Velveteen Dream who's the NXT champion where if Karrion Cross beats him, there wouldn't be that much backlash mm-hmm. Sunday. No, no backlash this Sunday. Oof, tough crowd out tonight. <laughs> tough crowd out. <laughs> That's for all the time that you tell that you know sell my jokes, okay? Yeah, I I don't think cross beating Cole so quickly is going to go over well. I mean, if if it's but, booked well enough, I think they can get they can get away with it. 
But the problem then becomes, and he's only been in the company for a cup of, not even for a cup of coffee. Yet. I agree. I agree. So then the only way the fans are going to accept this is depends on what happens with Karrion Cross after he wins. What happens with Adam Cole after he loses? Because that's the that's the whole thing. Is you um. You can sure have Karrion Cross drop it to Adam Cole. You get the big shock factor. You make a star out of Karrion Cross. Adam Cole's already a star, so you don't have to worry about that. But if they start booking Adam Cole into obscurity, and you start booking Karrion Cross as like an average guy, and he starts losing left, right, and center, then it's like, what was the point? Why? Why did we have? Adam Cole Bebe lose to Karrion Cross. What was the point? The only problem is Triple H ain't going to do Adam Cole like that. Mm. Adam Cole is NXT's golden goose right sure. now. Yeah, Karrion Cross is the new shiny toy, but without Cole in the Undisputed Era. NXT is back to being a developmental. Yeah. I mean, those those four boys have been carrying the NXT brand on their back pretty much as they walked in the building at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Yeah, let's not, you know, discredit... Tommaso and, well, and Johnny Gargano. 100%. But, but would anyone really care if UE gets called up? Uh, would anyone care about NXT still if UE gets called up? I think it would lose more viewers than what they already have now. Like, they will definitely lose the ratings war against AEW. Because then who do we have left? Keith Lee. Finn Balor. Are you going to make a star out of Damian Priest? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Karrion Cross is... Damian Priest. <laughs> Karrion Cross is... is... He's a he's not a superstar yet. He can't carry a brand the way that Adam Cole can. I I don't I don't know, man. It's too soon. Too too soon. I mean, he's had what three or four squash matches, and then his match against Tommaso. The only way you put he, him in he, the scene with Adam Cole, Bebe, right now is you have to. Have a long, extensive feud. Like, let them have a bunch of attempts at a match. Maybe schedule them for, like, book them for a match, but it never happens. Like, you've got to do whatever you can to elongate this and continue to build Karrion Cross. So he takes that belt off of Adam Cole. Because I do, I do. I mean, you can have- Adam Cole has to drop it soon. Like, the guy's been the champion since, like, yeah. 1987. So. You got to do something here, but like you said, it's li- just a wee bit too soon. 
I mean, what you can do is you can have Carrion work his way up the <laughs> undisputed ladder, and he takes out Kyle O'Reilly first, and then Bobby Fish or Roddy Strong, and then he finally makes his way to Adam Cole. Well, the issue, and I guess yeah, you can the uh, yeah if you go the long way because right now Dexter Loomis is dealing with UE. So yeah, but Dexter Dexter Loomis isn't a face or a heel. He's just some psychopath that hides under the ring or in a trunk, right, of a car. So, I mean, I'm sure maybe at some point we'll get Dexter Loomis and Karrion Cross versus Undisputed Era. Just again to stretch the story out longer, or you can have Dexter Loomis versus Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole for the uh, for the NXT Championship. Yeah, that's another way to put <clears> things have, out of it. And you have Crosby, Loomis, and Cole can be like, I didn't lose my belt. I wasn't pinned. I didn't submit, blah, 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 blah. And they can play it like that. It's cheap, but what are you going to do? You have two heels and Michael Myers, basically. Like, <laughs> But could you imagine the promo that Adam Cole is going to cut on the TakeOver – I mean on the NXT after TakeOver when he loses because – Karrion Cross pinned Dexter Loomis. Oh. Well, he wouldn't pin him. He'd put him in the cross. Track. Whatever, whatever the case is. Or he's going to come out and be like, I never lost. I lost. I'm, the belt was taken away from me because you beat that psychopath. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, man. I can already see yeah. the, the Adam Cole Bayness on my TV screen. It'd be glorious. Glorious. Uh, Two different guys. I know. I, I've been listening to that song all week. <laughs> yeah, I actually used to exit the bathroom after taking a, a shower <laughs> in my bathrobe to Glorious Domination. It was glorious. glorious. So, poor Bobby Roode. On on to SmackDown. Unless you want, you know, unless there's anything that you'd like to talk about in AEW. No, I'm good. It was a much because. better episode this week than it was in weeks prior. I think this week's episode of of, of uh, Dynamite was going back to what they do best. Well, you know, very well paced show, a lot of different things, a little bit of everything, move the, move everything forward. It was a good episode in my opinion. Yeah. So for SmackDown, two things that stand out to me. Oh, three. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the last part, but. Um, Two things that stand out to me major. Kofi and Big E coming out. Um, and once they enter the ring, they drop to a knee and they salute with the fist. Mm. The uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, is Vince letting them just do that or what? Because there hasn't been, and I haven't seen any uh, dirt sheets about. Keith Lee's yeah. Black Lives Matter uh, trunks and, and vest. Mm-hmm. And Kofi Kingston was your quote-unquote first black champion. Big E, they're trying to push for a singles run, but he doesn't want to break up the New Day. There isn't going to be any repercussions for that if this wasn't like I mean, of course it was greenlit because this is all pre-recorded. Yeah, Vince isn't going to put something out that's just like, oh, 
that's not going to get past me. I mean, not. I know this is going to sound super cynical, but Vince is also a businessman. This is good for business. Yeah, but WWE Hall of Famer and his friend Donald Trump isn't a fan of the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> you could have just stopped that Black Lives Or brown lives, for that matter. You, but we'll here there. Anyway, so I stated earlier during the news that Brie Bella tweeted out a Intercontinental Championship with Daniel Bryan's side plates on it. People killed her for it. Rightfully so. Mm. You've been in this business for more than 10 years. You should know not to do that. Mm. I'm not going to reiterate that. I've said it earlier already. Mm. This begs the question, will they change the match on the fly? Was Daniel Bryan supposed to win? Is AJ going to win? Who knows? Well, we had the finals tonight, and there is a phenomenal Intercontinental Championship, if I do say so myself. AJ Styles wins the Intercontinental Championship. I think the whole so Bella means- thing was a, a a work, a misdirection, <clears throat> in my opinion. I don't know. Because I don't know. I think it was pretty clear from day one that AJ was going to win this thing. Mm. I mean, I, I didn't have my doubts. I knew that AJ was going to win this, mm-hmm. but... My thing is, I don't want them to have AJ win the tournament and then backlash on Sunday, Daniel Bryan, and him have an impromptu match, and Daniel Bryan walks away. Mm. The new IC champion, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Understandable. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, hopefully that is not the case. So I'm happy that AJ won the belt. What I'm not happy about and what I don't care about is this Jeff Hardy and Sheamus feud. Mm. In to make a long story short, they're having a a urine test in the middle of the ring. They're not actually <laughs> peeing in jars, but there's a some hack in a lab coat and they're arguing and, and discussing back and forth. And Jeff Hardy ends the segment with, I'd rather be pissed off than pissed on and proceeds to throw a jar of what can only be described as apple juice <laughs> into Seamus's face. And she bless Seamus. He sells this, this throwing of the apple juice. Like, he he's he's taken aback by it. He's flabbergasted, and I'm just like, oh, all right. There's no other sports on. I guess I have to watch this. I can't change the channel. July twelfth cannot come soon enough. Come on, NHL. Come on, NHL. Screw that. <laughs> In uh, three days, we get New Japan back <laughs> on New Japan. The New Japan. Oh my god, back. I'm so happy. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I miss New Japan. I'm so happy. It's coming back. I'm so happy. 
So because I was running point on this episode and you, you know, decided to end your championship celebration a little early to come <laughs> come back with us. I'm sorry. In professional wrestling, there are good seeds. Well, there's also definitely some bad seeds. Doesn't matter what your seed is, as long as you plant it (laughs) in this beautiful garden that will turn into a lush forest that will inevitably be burned down (laughs) by the Caucasian man and built into a resort. It's time for some good seeds and bad seeds. Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Do you have any good seeds or bad seeds? Oh, well, I haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this might be the easiest week we've ever done for me. Good seed. Welcome back, New Japan. We've missed you. Oh, have we missed you. I cannot wait. The announcement that they made that they're coming back on June 15th. The announcement of the New Japan Cup. The inevitable announcement of the G1 Climax. Oh, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I could cry. My good seed is the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, your bad seed? The whole shenanigans with El Hijo de Fantasma. Go Get out of my face. Go away. Go as far away from me as humanly possible. Okay. And for uh, you, sir? My good seed is AJ winning the IC title. Yeah. Just keep stacking up those accolades, my guy. My bad seed hasn't even happened yet. (laughs) Backlash. (laughs) It's a preemptive bad seed. (laughs) Because we don't get good seeds or bad seeds on the the recap and review episode. So I'm, I'm getting this one in early. You're calling it. This is going to be a stinker. <laughs> this is a, oof, This is going to be a doozy. What are you talking about? We have the greatest wrestling match ever. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get into some backlash predictions. Prediction 2020. Live, but not live, from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Seven matches. Probably going to add 13 more. <laughs> Do you want to go one through seven? Because I don't care about this. Let's go seven through one. Let's go seven through one. Let me take that back. Okay. Edge on Twitter has been <laughs> killing it. Have you seen it? No. He He's like... Oh, um, great! I'm gonna have the greatest match at uh, greatest match at rest uh, ever at, at Backlash. Oh, I had the greatest eggs ever for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I'm hanging out with the greatest kids ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's really milking it. I love it. It's dumb, but I love oh, it. Oh God! <laughs> so you want to go seven to one? Let's huh? go seven to one. All right, I'll start us off. All right, United States Championship. On the line, champion Apollo Cruz taking on Andrade with Zelina Vega. I'm staking with Apollo Cruz. I agree. I think 
if they take it off of Apollo right now, you're going to murder his career. Yeah. This is not like AJ and uh, Kevin Owens where they're playing hot potato with the IC, uh, the uh, US title before. Yeah. If you're trying to build Apollo and you have him drop the belt, cut him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's ruined. Yep. He has to win this. In order to establish himself and build himself as a legitimate U.S. champion and legitimate superstar, main, you know, mid-carder, he has to win this match. All right. Let's move on to the triple threat tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. The challengers. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And... The Iconics taking on the reigning and defending WWE were Women's Tag Team Champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Who you got and why? I think Bailey and Sasha retain. <clears throat> or I think something dumb like the Iconics win again. You know what? I, Bailey and Sasha retain. They're not going to lose their championships yet. They're still trying to slow build this uh, this breakup. So we, I have a, I have a champions retaining. I'm very conflicted here because I can smell the stupidity and 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 rushing of WWE going. Okay, let them drop it immediately and start building that like hyperspeed. The tension between Sasha and Bailey. <sighs> um, you know what? If you're gonna go with retaining, I'm gonna go with them dropping. But then who are they dropping to? You have probably have dropped back to Bliss and Cross. Oh, I hate that. Drop it just to, to pick it back up the next week. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, yeah, that that's I can see that more than anything. I'm not confident in this whatsoever, but I'll go with Bliss and Cross. Next match: Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Hardy doesn't matter who lose. I'm going Sheamus. Okay. All right, I'm going Hardy. You don't throw a pee in a man's face and get away with it. Yes, but you also don't. And also, Jeff Hardy's beaten Sheamus already, so. Hmm, fair point. Yeah, I'm going Hardy. All right, I'll stick with Sheamus. Yeah, I'll go with my instincts here instead of my brain. I mean, my belt's not on the line, so what do I care? The following match is for the Raw Women's Championship. We have the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, against the Boss Machine, Nia Jax. Uh, this is going to be a rematch of their NXT match. Asuka retains. I agree. Asuka will retain if she survives, if she makes out of the match alive. Uh, this match is going to be bad. 
Next, we have the two-on-one handicap match for the Universal Championship. Braun Strowman, the champion, taking on Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Ho, ho. Braun retains. Agreed. Following match is for the WWE Championship. We have Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. With Lana conspicuously missing. Now there's talks about having Bobby Lashley win. So he can go into a feud with Brock Lesnar. No. And I I think that would kill Drew McIntyre. So I'm going Drew McIntyre still. I'm going Drew also. I didn't hear about that rumor because that would be horrendous. But I'm going Drew. And... This match actually made main event the pay-per-view because the tagline for the card is the greatest match ever. It's the greatest match ever. Randy Orton versus Edge. Now, this isn't the end of their feud. Randy Orton wins to even it up. Rubber match at SummerSlam. I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh, neither do I. But I'm going Randy Orton. Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. Keith. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I I shall also go with the three most dangerous letters, three most boring letters in professional wrestling. R-K-O. So that's our predictions. Yeah, I guess. I mean, man, I'm really not looking forward to watching this on Sunday. Yeah, no. Especially because I have everything said. Oh, by the way, I bought a couch. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Got a couch. We'll talk more about that off air. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's going to wrap up our episode this week do you want to since you steered us in no, you, steer us out? you can do it you can do it <laughs> as always you've been listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples apples as grapples the number two apples if you don't like soundcloud you got google play music you got apple Podcasts, you got iHeartRadio. i'm still waiting to hear back from a fourth podcast server we might be making big moves keep your eyes your eyes and ears open for that one doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Such grapples apples. Again, that's grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. This week was a great week for our social media page. We had some fun back and forth. We had some investigative journalists, you know, trying to be investigative journalists, but they were trying too hard. Anyway, make sure you get in on, on all the fun on our social media pages. As always... I've been one of your hosts. A little tardy today. I do admit, I apologize. But at the end of the day, I'm still ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, defending grapples to apples world champion, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my lovely hetero life mate. Technically, you're not defending the championship yet. You're just the champion, but whatever. (laughs) 
Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. Cream the crowd. Nice and tough. The boy shades. Uh, don't forget to check us out this upcoming Monday for our recap review episode of Backlash, in case you don't want to watch it. Don't forget to check out our episodes last week, this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps a bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace love. Peace.